Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's talk. I am your host, Sharia Murray, your best financial friend, aka your BFF. I am a woman of faith, a mother, an advocate of financial literacy, and a financial professional. I've been in the industry for over five years now. It's changed my life and how I look at money. And so I help anywhere from business owners, individuals, and their families with strategic planning with proper protection to be prepared for those curves that life will throw at you, minimizing losses that will help along the way with some of life's major events on the road to retirement and also passing on generational wealth. I show people how to invest their money like the banks invest their money. And so I created this podcast to take a deep dive and have some real talk about finances. On this episode, we are going to think all the way back when you were a child and had your first encounter with money or whatever it is that you can remember. As a child, you're pretty much taking in narratives. Well, you're pretty much taking in information and making narratives about everything you are learning because you're looking at the people around you to show you how to interact with money or how to make decisions when it comes to anything that you do need to make in life. And so my question is, what messages or beliefs were passed down to you that formed your relationship that you have with money now? So I want to talk about this book. It's called You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor. It's a really great book, by the way. Um, I it's It's a good read. I recommend you do read it. But chapter one was called Me and Money. And so I named this episode the same thing because it talks about how your relationship with money affects you and the decisions that you do make. And so what's your money story? I mean, everybody has one whether you had it coming up or not, how do you identify with money besides marking the money with a pen to make sure it's real or holding it up to the light to see a money mark, putting it under your bed? What are some of the habits like putting it under your bed or keeping it locked away in a place that you feel that is safe? I just want to say right now that I grew up in many different households. So I had a chance to see many different perspectives and outlooks on money coming up in those different households and, you know, all of the situations that were pertaining to it. So from church to to gambling, people with gambling addiction, drug addiction, welfare, um, you name it. And I also had friends around me whose parents, you could tell they had money, but yet and still they were very I don't know. They were very, they just, they were very different. And if anybody in the family or anybody that I knew around me had money, they never really talked about it. Money was like a don't ask, don't tell policy, which everyone pretty much was working hard for to take care of their family. But you never really heard anyone just actually talking out in the open or, or heard them talking about planning for retirement. Everyone, like I said, just did what they had to do to take care of the home. But there was never a mere mention of diversified portfolios or investments or any conversation between maybe 
the guardians or your mother and father or anybody that was in your life that played that adult role that may have been influences in your life or maybe it was a conversation that they had behind closed doors but like i said it was like a don't ask don't tell policy and so only thing i clearly remember back in the day was the insurance man coming with a briefcase to my grandmother's door to collect money you know they put their little money inside of an envelope maybe twenty dollars and even still at that time, I wanted to know what that was all about. And so it was still no conversation around it. We were just told that it was the insurance man. And I was like, okay. Hmm. So growing up, I always wondered, what was the difference between the wealthy and us? I mean, God doesn't love them any more than he loved us. So what was it? It was like, if you had money, it was the luck of the draw for you. You won the lottery or you did something sinister to get it. It seemed like if you wasn't born with it, then tough luck, oh well, you just got to work your whole entire life. And you work overtime, you slide in a vacation or two here and there, maybe not, because there's a lot of people, they're just trying to keep their head above water. But there's times where you're, you're working overtime and you're trying to do Christmas, birthdays, and and holidays of that nature. And I just always remembered people around me saying to just really work hard or, or go to school and be sure that you pay your tithes and offering. And like I said, this is just what I remember growing up around money. So they said to pay your tithes and offering so that God would bless you and that he loved the cheerful giver. And all I can remember is working hard for it and doing just that. But yet, and still, it seemed like something was missing. It just seemed like I was still trying to keep my head above water. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, where's the blessing? Or this can't be the blessing. Or or what am I doing wrong? Or, or what's happening? And so I'm going to be straight up honest with y'all. I was taught not to question God, but every fiber of my being was screaming, why? why what what was i doing wrong or or is 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 it meant for me to just not have anything i mean i love god but it was kind of making me seem like i wasn't a cheer, cheerful giver which led me to believe that i was doomed or something was wrong with me why because i was drowning in everything i had no understanding i had no knowledge no money and no plan and so Again, coming up, I never heard anyone talk too much about money except for, yeah, you you do need to save. There was no rhyme or reason when it came to it besides, hey, you can have some money for a rainy day and it's good to do that. But it wasn't in depth and we didn't really understand. It's okay, but yet and still that concept was 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 said. Also, like I said, nobody talked about money except for those few Bible scriptures from church, like tithes, offering, money being the root of all evil. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter into the kingdom of God. And so this made me feel like at the time that people who had money weren't going to make it into heaven. <laughs> they were bad. They did something wrong to have it, or they were just born into it. So my thoughts of money were all jacked up, y'all. 
money seemed like you needed to work yourself to death physically just to pass it back out for bills. We needed it to survive, but it was not something to have personally, which was quite odd and strange, especially when you're looking around and you're seeing people enjoy life. And so, as I said in my previous show, I would go around and I would see people doing leisure things on a regular day of the week. They weren't waiting till the weekend. And so a lot of conflicting thoughts and feelings was what I had when it came to money. I was also a big dreamer. I asked God, why would he put me here just to have a capacity to just think and dream big with no outlet? Some people think that if you have money, then you would be more happy. And then there are those that say money isn't everything. Some people will do anything to get it. Some people probably have it and thinks that it does solve everything, but they may not be as mentally strong to endure things that money can't solve. Regardless of what you were taught or made to feel about money, it's it's important. And it's also important to have a healthy relationship around having it. Even in the Bible, Ecclesiastes 10, well, chapter 10, verse 19 says that a feast is made for laughter and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Hmm. So we do need it and it is important. I had to unlearn so much and learn a new way of thinking. I had to adopt a a new way of doing things. Money is a tool and it's a defense. I used to try and convince myself at one point in time too that, okay, well, you know what? I, I just want to be comfortable. Or yeah, you're right. Money isn't everything. Or it's it's not important because the conclusions that I was drawing, that I've learned to draw about money it, it was it was these things because I couldn't understand. There was like a disconnect that was happening. But let me ask you a question. And then I thought about this one day, but then at the same time, one of my mentors asked me a question as well. I, I think they could see the confusion that I had coming into into this industry. I, 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 I know that they saw the confusion that I had when it came to money. They asked me this question too. How much would it take to get what you needed to get done? How much money? How much money would it take for you to be where you wanted to be? Help who you needed to help. Build what needs to be built. How would you feel to accomplish those things? So we can agree, maybe we don't, you know, we we may not want piles of money like Scrooge McDuck to swim in, but we do want those things that it can get done for us and do for us. And so I learned that part of my, that part right there of my money story was trauma that had me thinking like that at that point. But regardless of whatever was going on, one thing about me, I had a passion for learning. Regardless of the the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations of life, I always seeked out information. I love to learn and I love sharing what I've learned. It was the best feeling I could ever have because it gave me a sense of belonging, importance, and empowerment. It was the moment I didn't feel helpless and it gave me so much hope and joy. I mean, it school was like a sanctuary for me. I was very inquisitive as a child 
And I was always, again, like I said, on a quest for learning whenever and wherever I could. I'm so grateful, so grateful for all the lessons that I've learned in life. And I was so determined not to live that way, that the way that I was, the way that I was brought up. I take I take all of the lessons, the good, the bad, and the ugly. When when you're when you're growing up and you got things going on, which everybody does, you learn to take what you can use and leave what you don't need and just keep going. And so, like I said, I learned some of the same money habits and the cycle was continuing, you know, the cycle of working hard all year long, spending money on holidays, especially Christmas. And then tax time comes around for you to maybe pay off some of the debt you spent for Christmas or catch up on some of those bills. And hey, if if you, if you got lucky, you were even able to put some away in the bank like you've always been wanting to so you can have money saved for that rainy day. But as always, something just always seemed to come up and then you're back at the drawing board. Y'all, I was sick to my stomach. This was this was this was beginning to be too much for me. I felt life was this thick glass ceiling that I wanted to break so bad. I even thought about going back to school at a point in time and I also thought about it as well. A lot of the times people go to school and they end up racking up so much debt and all to go to a job or a career that's not even going to pay you enough to keep up with the bills and your student loan debt. And then you end up spending all of your time, years trying to get those degrees. Um, you got plenty of people that's that's in so much debt. It's going to go to the grave with them. And, and you have people that's looking around for student loan forgiveness. Nothing's wrong with going to school to do something as long as you're going to see that thing all the way through. But there's nothing cute about the debt that comes with it. <laughs> so if you're not going to be serious about it, listen, There, there's other avenues. But then if you are going to go and you are serious about it, more power to you. Hey, we, we do need the doctors. We do need the lawyers. We do need the, the trades. We do need We do need all of that because everything is not for everyone. So I'm not putting any of this down. I'm just saying that that's something that I thought about. I didn't want to go further into debt. It was just so depressing for me. And it just, it was, it was crazy. I mean, like I said, no disrespect to anyone. And so again, that feeling of life has got to be more than this was just filling my mind over and over and over. And I was praying, I was like, God, oh my goodness, what's going on? It it hurt. It was so hard. And I most definitely did not want my child or children or anyone after me to go through that, especially right now, because I did get into the financial industry because of everything that I face. Anybody that I come across, I make sure that I try to sh share the message because I don't want anybody to go through that. So with that being said, some of the things that we can do to become better and to help along the way and those that are coming after us by getting off this wheel, we're going to simply have to start simply educating ourselves and normalizing sitting down with a financial professional like myself and start talking to your children early about money. 
so they have a better chance to get further in life and have healthy habits when it comes to making better decisions when it comes to money. I wish there was something more they did in school or often talking about finances to help, but understand this. And I've come to know this, that profit is made in so many ways and ignorance is definitely one of them. So people bank on you not knowing information. And so I say that to say this, you cannot leave the fate of you and your family's lives in someone else's hands. You got to do something about it. And so that's what I started to do. I started to do something about it. I started getting up, going to seminars hanging out with people that was able to tell me about money. I was taking in information so that I can put it together and be able to to understand a lot more in what was going on. So I definitely encourage you to reach out to a financial professional. If you don't have one, please feel free to reach out to me. You can send me an email. You can send it to sharia.murray28 s21 at gmail.com that's c-h-e-r-i-a dot m-u-r-r-a-y the number two the number eight the letter s the number 21 at gmail.com and i or one of my trained licensed professionals will be more than happy to assist you and and sit with you and talk with you and reach out to you to schedule for your complimentary consultation we are all licensed in all 50 states canada and Puerto Rico. Again, guys, thank you so much for being here with me for another episode on tonight's talk. I pray that this podcast made you think about your money story and some of the experiences that you had with money that either wants you, that either makes you want to change the narrative or want to learn more. Please follow me on Facebook, IG, LinkedIn, and please subscribe to my YouTube channel where I do share with you on there more information when it comes to finances. So I share with you more financial 411. That's the name of the channel. Well, guys, I hope that you enjoyed tonight's talk. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with your girl. And please don't forget to leave a review and share. And until next time, be blessed and prosperous.